Yes, indeed. Well, God morning. I like calling it God morning. It's his morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it. Amen. Oh, man, I tell you, this week has been an amazing week. Uh, it's been up. It's been down. It's been all, all between. You ever had a week like that? One minute you're here, one minute you're here, and the next minute they're running over you? You know, y'all, am I the only one who has those? Everybody, come on. You know you have them. Well, you know what? Today's message is for you. And if that's not a week that you had, it's still for you. Amen. So it's going to be something that uh, touches everybody's heart. I promise you, because it's a God thing. Amen. So I was thinking about this. What a beautiful time of year. Y'all like this time of year. I love it. You know, there's cookouts. I mean, that's, it can't be it can't be too bad. You know, things are blooming. Hay fever's acting up. No, but it does sometimes. But things are blooming and, and we get to go on some vacations and do some stuff and hanging out with family and friends. I think that's what I really love the best. You know, a lot of times the niece will say, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? What do you want to do about this? What do you want? I say, I just want to hang out with my friends. They don't have to bring nothing. They don't have to do nothing. I just like hanging out with folks, you know. And to me, that's really, that's a, a divine invitation in itself. And that's really our message today, a divine invitation. And, you know, I've got a lot of invitations here lately. Have you guys? A lot of graduations. There's weddings and things. I went to some of that yesterday, a little, little uh uh, getting out of school party and stuff. So it's just good times. And, and through all those things, you get to spend time with people. I think that's great. You know, we get to spend time with friends and kind of catch up because we, we live a busy life, don't we? I mean, as a rule, it's a busy life. And it's, it's funny <clears throat> to me that it's more communication that we have available to us. Really, it seems like the less communication we do, Com- communicating, we do. Because how many know you can get fouled up on a text message? Amen. I'm telling you, I talk about that a lot because I, I, got, a, I got fat thumbs, man. Right, Kevin? Kevin sends back sometimes. He goes, what? <laughs> like, uh, let me fix that. Or it's got the autocorrect in there, and it's like nothing that you even wanted to say. But you know what? Isn't it good that God has autocorrect, you know? He, he puts us back in the family. You know what? We never leave the family. He just puts us back in, in, in loving us and, and, and walking us through everything we do. And I think that's amazing. So when I think about those invitations and stuff, I said, man, you know, what is God doing in your life this week? What has he done this week that he's going to use you in a mighty way? Are we going to miss those opportunities? Anybody miss a few opportunities along the way? We do sometimes. But you know what? God's got a whole bucket full of them for today. And I hope that we can really hone in on that today. I said, we have uh, uh, opportunities daily to interact with the Lord, to hear from the Lord, to represent the Lord. And, and so this is what I'm saying is we actually get to grow in the Lord. Right? We get to grow in the Lord. I said, how many know sometimes growing causes growing pains? Amen? Oh, moms and dads, come on. You know? Absolutely. And, and so when I'm looking at it, I said, man, isn't that amazing? We get growing, growing pains, and it's the same in our, our spiritual walk sometimes, you know? God says, do this, and we go, yeah, but I want to do this. But he still loves us, and he'll love us right on through that. So today, you know, even through those growing pains, I want you to see that God has our, our best interest. At heart, God has a master plan, you know, and sometimes it's hard to see from where we're sitting that master plan. But I'm going to tell you what, God's working it all together for the good, amen? And sometimes, you know, we'll, and then we go, how? Why? What? You know, we might not know all that this side of heaven. But I tell you what, I know in 49 years, I have seen it on the other side and go, wow. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's God, and I'm glad that he loves me, and I'm glad that he worked it all out because my plan was nothing like his plan, Amen. Now, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I think I've got a really good plan, you know? But as time goes by, I really see that I'd much rather have God's plan. How many people would rather have God's plan? Yeah. Then why do we fight when he gives it to us? 
I'm just being honest. We go, yeah, I mean, really, you know, do you believe God loves you? Yes, I do. Do you believe God's got the best for you? Yes, I do. Do you believe God wants you to do this? Yes, I do. Then why are you going over there? Why are you doing this? And we do that. Sometimes we pull back on that rain. But the amazing thing about his love is that, you know what? We never get too far where God can't reel us back in. And he reels us back in with his love. But also, I want to talk about what's going on here because sometimes, I'll just go ahead, let's just go ahead and read the scripture and it'll speak for itself. If you've got your Bibles today, we're going to be in Romans chapter 5, primarily going to walk through these verses uh, 3 through 5, okay? And it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they uh, help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strength uh, strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And you know, I thought, man, isn't this something? I said, you know, we have this great opportunity every day to meet with God. And I, and I wrote this down. This is what the Lord gave me when I started this message. And I was just asking him a lot of questions. And then I said, I'm going to just listen. And, and when he gave me this, this is what he really showed me. He says, you know, a divine invitation is the opportunity to grow from a place that God strengthens and prunes and nurtures. It's a little tough sometimes to prune the nurtures, right? And I said, in the labor of this endurance, we see God as our supply. As he waters, he corrects and charts the destination to provide the fortitude that results in a deeper relationship with him and a greater understanding of his love and grace. What are you saying? Well, the Lord showed me, he said, you know, I can only show you certain things in life when you go through. Here's something else. I can only show you certain things about you when you go through. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, I've really, especially when I was younger, and it's still, it's still God's working out. I thought, somebody will tell me about a situation. And I think, man, if that happened to me, I would do A, B, C, this and everything else. And then when it happens to you, you don't actually do that, do you? You go, wow. Me and my brother was talking today, but when you go through something, you start getting a little bit more compassionate with people that are going through that same thing when you come out the other side. Amen. You ever lost a job? And somebody, somebody loses up, you, you, you lean into that. You know, uh, you ever been to, through uh, stuff with your kids, your grandkids, or, or relationships? You start to get a tender heart because you walk that path. Now, you don't have to stay there. God will bring us out the other side. But the things that God, this is why I said, God, I, I try not to say why. I try to say what. Lord, what are you showing me here so that I can learn this lesson and I can take this lesson and help somebody else? That's, that's my prayer. That's my prayer. But sometimes, boy, you just go, what is going on here? But you know, them invitations right, right there that God has are amazing to see him grow greater and deeper all the time. And I thought, I wrote this in here. I said, you know, sometimes it just seems like they don't even go hand in hand with when we're looking at this scripture here. We go, wow. So what I want to do is unpack this a little bit today. So here's the part that we like to skip. You know, what do we read? We said, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. We like to skip that part, don't we? We just want to get to, okay, and God loves us and all that. Well, does God love you any less when you're going through? Absolutely not. Matter of fact, a lot of times we get to see, it doesn't change how he loves us. We get to see how much that he loves us going through those trials. Amen. So we're going to take a little time and, and walk through that. We're going to start opening up with, with the trials. And we'll get through that. And it's going to be all right. All right. Let's take a look at this. So I thought about trials. I said, trials will come. Can I get an amen there? Difficulties and tests are part of life. I said, there's no way around it. Everyone goes through some type of trial. Everyone goes through some type of trial. And, and they may be totally different. They might look much worse in somebody's life than they do in yours or vice versa. But trials are going to come. So if we know that they're going to come, how do we prepare for them? Let me ask you a question. 
does worry help? Because if worry help, my family would be stress-free. I told you before, when I was growing up, my mom is a worrier, man. She would just worry. And if she didn't have, find something to worry, she would call her mom. I'm not kidding. Hey, what y'all worried about? <laughs> I was like, what? Not what you're doing. What y'all worried about? I, could, I was like, what? I, even at that age, I'm thinking, that's probably not good. And then, you know, and there's so many things that's really not even in our control. And so many of those things that we worry about don't even come around. I mean, we spend a lot of time with that. So I think today that God's really going to show us what he has for us as we hold the course with him. Amen. Let's go back to the scripture again. Romans 5, 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. That's the word the Lord gave me this week. I said, Lord, I'm getting tired. I'm waiting for him to say, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I said, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. Hello. And he told me something in 2001 that I, that I wrote in my notes, and he brought me right back to that. And he kept, when I was writing journaling some stuff down, the Lord kept saying, the distance. Distance. I told Denise, I said, the Lord, keep laying this on me about distance. Does that mean I'm going to travel? Well, we did a little bit, and we still do. The distance. And in the middle of my whining, he said, the distance. I said, what distance? He said, it's endurance. I go, oh, I'm a little slow sometimes. See, going the distance, you've got to have endurance. He spoke that into my life in 2001. That's a long time ago. And you keep trucking, and you think it's going to go this way, and it, and it turns this way. And I go, so what's going on? He says, you know what? When you go through these things... I'm building endurance in your life for the long haul. Wow. Now that might not sound like a lie. You go, yeah, but we already knew. Well, I didn't. But when the Lord spoke it to my heart, it brings things back to our memory. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. One of the many things. He guides us. Why do you read your Bible so God can go ahead and activate that later on and bring something back? You ever think going down the road? I know my partner right here. We talk about it all the time. And God will just pop a verse back in his head. And he'll say, hey, man, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of times, and I really appreciate the encouraging text messages through the week. Anybody need them? I'll take them. Right? And you know, say, hey, I was just thinking about this, and, and this is what God showed me. And that's so amazing because that's a divine invitation. See, those are things we just, oh, yeah, well, what, I wonder why I was thinking about that. Maybe God's nudging you and preparing you and strengthening you for the endurance that is needed for that day. Needed for that day. Amen? Let's keep on going here. So when we run into this kind of thing, it's kind of hard to digest, isn't it? I said the word rejoice and trial seem to be at opposite ends of the spectrum. Amen? It just seemed to be totally, what? How can they come together? You know what brings them together? The cross. You know what brings them together? God's love. That's what brings them together. Where they meet, that's where we see grace, man. Grace abound. I love that. So I'm looking at this and I, and I say it this way. I said, you know, can you imagine that it's, this is so far different? Can you imagine say, hey, Chuck, have a great bad day? Like, what? Because when you're talking about rejoicing in trials, that's kind of what I'm hearing. You know, how's that happening? But God can make it all work together. Amen. And I, and I look at that. I said, man, we know that they help us develop endurance. That's the key. That's the key. That's what I want you to take away from this slide. We look forward when we go through and we develop an endurance. But now think about this. Anybody go to the gym a little bit every now and then or work out or something like that? There's nothing fun about that. For me, it isn't. What's fun about it is the results, that I feel better, that I sleep better, that I can almost keep up with my kids, but they're about to take me out, you know? 
And, and so those things, so, so it's, it's going through the end result, right? It's what you gain from pressing in and pressing through. I want y'all to hear that. Whether it's working out in the physical, whether it's holding on and studying, whether it's sticking close to God, standing on the promises of God. When, when we get a bad report or whatever, then are we going to stand on what God said? Or are we going to say, well, wait a minute. God's told me. God's blessed me in this area. I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to stand fast to his promise. I'm going to stand fast to his word. Oh, guess what? If you don't know his word, it's going to be hard to kind of stand. If you don't open your Bible, it's going to be hard to kind of stand on that word. So I want to encourage you to read the word of God and look at the promises that God has for you in your life and hold on to them and give voice to them. Because I'm going to tell you, it's something about when we speak the word of God. How did he put this place together? He spoke it into existence from his word. Man, who lives in you? God. Amen. Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen. I'm, I'm giving you some good tools for your spiritual tool belt this morning. All right. So think about this as we go on. Even in school, man. Nobody, I don't know too many people, there's probably a few. They go, man, I can't, man, I got this test today. Whew, wait a minute, I got five tests today. You know, I'm not even going to go out and enjoy the day or anything. I'm just going to study all day because I got this. No, but I tell you what, when we went to some graduation parties yesterday, they were rejoicing, right? Because you come together, because you cross that finish line. You know, you see the fruit of that labor, right? Sometimes it's tough. You know, and you, and you see things, and man, you go, man. I just, I just, I need to come up for air. You're in that, you're in that wave pool at, uh, where's that place in? Water country. Probably got a ghostbuster with my, my picture on there. I can't swim. I shouldn't be in that wave pool. But you know, that's how I feel sometimes in life. Y'all ever feel like that? You're just right up on the edge. And then here comes another one. Right up on the edge. And here comes another one. But you know what, man? I serve a guy that walks on the water. Amen. And that's what I have to remember. He's the one that throws out the lifesaver. He's the one that throws out the life preserver. He's the life preserver in us. And we can walk on in storms, amen? We just got to keep walking with Jesus. That ain't in the notes. That was for free, amen? I'm telling you, that's what God showed me today, and I want to share it with you. Let's keep on rolling. We are stronger for going through. I know I'll get an amen there. Are we stronger when we come out the other side? I think so. It's just part of it, man. God uses trials to prune the garden of our hearts so that we, the seeds of endurance will sprout up and grow a great harvest. Isn't that something? He'll work that, all those things together. Let's keep on rolling. And trials also, they'll cultivate the soul of your heart. You believe that? It'll do it. It'll let you know what you really believe. It really will. Because when something comes up, you can say, oh yeah, I believe that, I believe. But when everything's straight away and your friends are over here and they're over here and this is going on and it's just you and God, you're going to be okay? Absolutely. Is it tough? Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, he's working it together to strengthen us for the next thing coming. Sometimes, I know, I know my, my little pea brain gets a little crazy. Sometimes, if I can get just really listening to the Lord, I almost get excited about it. You say, what? Because I know blessings coming. I'm, I'm serious. When you hit a wall, just keep on holding on because guess what? That devil don't want you to cross it. He said, oh man, them folks at KTP, they're reaching people for Jesus. Throw a stick in the wheel. Do something. You got to derail them. Whatever the case, man. Hey, he, he's serving on, the, on his job and he's telling people about Jesus. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, they're teaching kids and, they, and, they, and they're praying for folks. We, what are we going to do? That, that, that enemy don't know what to do with that. So you just keep speaking the word. And you keep walking it out. Walking it out. And walking it out. Because he's building that endurance in us. The trials cultivate the soul of our hearts. Amen. I wrote this yesterday when I, I woke up. I was thinking about this message. I said, Lord. You ever ask this? I said, Lord, show me something. I do. I said, Lord, I just show me something. I said, you know, I speak to a lot of people, Lord. I said, there's a lot of people hurting. 
And I said, Lord, what did I tell him? I said, their life seemed to be so complicated. He gave me the word. I wrote it down yesterday and I'm going to share it with you. Complications aren't complicated to God. He just keeps it simple. I said, things look so complicated. He said, not for me. I was like, I, I think I need to stay close to him. And I said, you know, I said this. I said, then, you know, a lot of times people want to know, well, how's he going to do it? When's he going to do it? What's happening with all this stuff? And this is what I say over and over. Hey, it's his job to do it. It's my job to believe it. Is it can we do that? It's his job to fix it. Because there's things I can't fix. Things you can't fix. Right? But can I trust God to do it? We're going to do that. That's what we got to do. We got to trust God to fix it. You know? Because if God speaks to you, it's going to be a whole lot better than if I speak to you. Because you're going to hear it from him. Right? Can God use me to speak to you? Can God use him and her? Absolutely. Always, always, always lining up with God's word. Amen? But I'm going to tell you what. God uses all types of folks, all times of year, all types of places. So that's a good word. Amen? I want you to take this away with you now. Complications aren't complicated to God. Going to get an amen. All right. I know you all glad to be past the trials. All right. Here we go. I think I double clutched on that thing, didn't I? Nope. But I did over here. I got a little, I got a little heavy handed, didn't I? Where's my, where's my endurance slide, Tim? It's near the end. I don't know, but, uh, what's going on? I ain't never had that happen to me in three and a half years. Let's go with that. I'm thinking, I went through this last night. Somebody got in there and messed with my stuff. Whatever, we'll make it work. Hey, it's all going to shake out in the end, amen, because it's all God's stuff. Let's talk about endurance a little bit. All right, why do we need endurance? Come on. All right, let's kick that one time. All right, and I thought about this. I'm going to answer that for you right here with Hebrews 10.36. For you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. So think about it. We need the, the endurance to do the will of God and take hold of the promises of God. That's just what we're talking about. We need strength that God produces through trials and testing to produce the endurance for the long haul. That kept running around in my head last night when I was preaching to the couch. The long haul. You know, when you're in a relationship, when you come on board, you say you're in for the long haul, right? When you're on your job, you try to be in for the long haul. When you're in ministry, you try to hang for the long haul. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you better be holding on the hand of God. Amen? Regardless of what you do. Because things change all the time. God never changes. Isn't that good? I mean, anything can happen. Even your PowerPoint can get upside down somehow from here to the house. God said, I'll work that out. It doesn't matter. God's going to work them all together. Amen? So look at this. I said this last night. I said, do you think that maybe the disciples needed just a little bit of endurance? Think about that for a second. Think about that. And you say, yeah, but that was a long time ago. God's the same yesterday and today and forever, amen? In the times that we are living in currently, how many know God's coming back soon? No man knows when, but are you ready? I want to ask you, are you ready? I hope you're ready, amen? But you know what? I want everybody that I can, can, can reach any way, any shape, form to know about Jesus. Why? Because he's just that good. Why? Because that's what he's called us to do. Did I say us? Not just buddy, us as a believers, we got a we got a we got a mission. We've got a mandate to bring forth the word of God. Well, I'm not a preacher. That's okay. I wasn't either. <laughs> you know what I mean? But God said, "I'll work with you." You got a big mouth. Keep talking. Talk about me. Isn't that something? Because I'm gonna tell you, when I was jamming, boy, I was loud for the devil. 
But I just change stations. God will do that in your life. He'll change things. But it'll take you right where you are. Amen. That's the great thing I see over and over. That God will take you right where you are. Let's keep on rolling. Colossians 1.11 says this. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Man. See, we're being strengthened with his glorious might. I'm going to tell you something, friends. God has always got something working on your behalf. Whether you hear him, whether you see it moving, or whatever going, he's always working something. So we should be rejoicing, amen? Over and over and over. I said, man, that's just a beautiful scripture to give us a roadmap of what we got going on here. Right here, Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Mm. Think about that, man. That's just a beautiful roadmap laid out for our Christian walk. And I thought, man, isn't this something? And I thought about endurance. I'm going to watch my time here because I know Jeff got them burgers going. But I thought about endurance. My number one thing about thinking about endurance went back to about 14 years ago when I used to do karate. Okay? Y'all heard something? Endurance means they are going to beat you for a long time, not a short time, right? And I thought about that when, when we did our black belt test. Man, I was 35 years old. It's much better if you're younger when somebody's pounding on you. 35 years old, but I was, you know what made me go back? When Thomas started karate and I said, man, I want you to be a part of this. I used to do this. This is good. This is good for you. Everything else, man, is great. He did good. And he said this thing. He said, Pop, you always tell me never to quit nothing, but you quit karate. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I said, I'm just taking a break. And the karate teacher, yeah, man, you used to do it all the time, man. We'll fix you up. I'm going, okay. So a year and a half later, I'm the human pinata boy, you know, and I'm going. And we're going, and the first thing we do for that black belt test, now they've been training you. I mean, you got to go like three and a half, four years where you get tests for that thing. And, and then you go, you got to run five miles. Can you imagine me running five miles? I don't, I can't only drive that far, man, nowadays without my knees hurting. That's probably what happens to me. But one thing I remember, I said, well, if I get in a fight, I can run for five miles. I figured that's good. And then you come in and you do so many push-ups and so many sit-ups and so many push-ups and so many push-ups. And, and did I say so many push-ups? A lot of them. And then right when you can't go anymore, they got guys sitting in the air conditioner with their, with their brand new gi on waiting to whip you. Right? Endurance. Yeah, this is, this is forever on my brain. So I go in there and they smell like air conditioning. You know, they just sit there all day. And so they put the guy on there and you're going around and, you know, and you ain't never been so happy in your life to hear that buzzer go. I'm thinking somebody kicked the buzzer out of the wall or something. Man, these guys are there, man. And so then they say, okay. I mean, they beat you so bad. This far from a lawsuit. That's how close you get. And so then they put two people on you, right? And then they got three people on you. And I'm thinking, okay, if I could take two of them out. Maybe I'll just fall on the third guy because I ain't got nothing left, right? So anyway, and this is when, when Thomas took his, I told Denise, I said, you probably need to go home now. You know, mama don't want because mama might, wow! <laughs> so you don't want to be out there now. But we made it on through. The whole deal is this. I remember coming home and they went to the store or something. And I remember this so clearly. I laid on the floor in front of the TV. Not like this. Not like, like this. What do they call that thing? Planking now? <laughs> Whatever it is. That was me. And I thought, I'm going to die. And I hear this voice inside of my head. I go, I can't breathe. 
the carpet tufts were in my nose. And I was laying there and this voice says, move your head. And I go, I can't. And finally I go, uh, uh, uh. and I thought, man. And then I heard my dad's voice in my head. You mean you pay people to beat you up? You pay good money for them to do this? Got to tell you something else. Then, this is like a week before Jesse's born, right? That's how far along it is 14 years ago. I get to witness my baby boy being born. Endurance. Amen. <laughs> Medication would have been good, but they waited too long. You are a trooper, mom. Anyway, we're there. And we go through all that. And you know what I thought about? You ought to be wearing this black belt, baby, not me. <laughs> I said, it's yours. It's yours. Endurance. All stages of life. Even things you sign up for. Things you don't sign up for. Things that bring a great blessing. Sometimes you just got to hold on. Because when, when, when they come around, it's all worth it. Amen? It's all worth it. I told you all that just to make you laugh a little bit. But I'm telling you, that's true. So be careful. If, you, if you're out there, because I tell you what, it can just wear you down. But you know what? I learned so many things. I learned things about body mechanics, and I learned things about not giving up, and I learned things about respect, and I learned things about all those different odds and ends. And I would think about that. And a lot of times when I'm teaching, I'll go, man, I just, you know, how do I get through to them? How do I do this? And I go back to the things that they taught me there. You know, sometimes it's just framework for learning. Amen. I would have never thought when I was doing karate that I'd use any part of that in ministry. You know what I mean? But you know what? When we've had our outdoor events, we've had different folks come and they, and they do the martial arts and different things. And they do it from a Christian position. What are you doing in your life? You say, well, I don't know how that will work out. You know? Hey, if you're cooking hot dogs, do it for Jesus. If you're helping somebody across the street, do it for Jesus. But do it for the long haul and do it for the right reason because God will bless that. Amen? That's what I'm saying. Everybody doing good? And I wrote something down here. I thought, man, be sure you read this. And I said, you know, I really believe that endurance is the mortar in, in, in the wall of faith. You know? That's what holds it together. You know? That our, our, our faith, you know, are like bricks of faith. This is what the Lord was showing me. But that endurance and our hope is what holds that together. And sometimes when those storms come, you just go, man, I don't know. Is the wall strong enough? Is the wall strong enough? You know what? Let me tell you, God's strong enough. And he's the one that can still the storm. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing all right? All right, which one we on now? Is that where we're at, Tim? That sounds good. It's good enough for me. I'm good. It's all going to come together. Let's talk about character a little bit. And we've been writing, walking right through the word, right? It says, endurance develops strength of character. Man, we constantly are being molded into the image of Christ. Amen. And that's a good thing. I say it like this. It can't hurt to be more like Jesus. Can it? it just can't hurt to be more like Jesus. But you know what? Sometimes people go, they back up. Why? Because you're a light in the darkness. You should be a light in the darkness. Does that mean we got it all figured out? No. But I tell you what, the one that we put our faith and trust in is constantly cultivating our lives, drawing us to greater truths of him. Daily, so that we can be that mirror of Christ to others. Amen? Let's keep on rolling in. You can't pour out what you don't pour in. I must say that about once a month because it's so true. And I pray that each week when we come here, see, I, I can talk to you a little bit about the Lord and, 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 and just I pray that the Holy Spirit takes that and just seals it in your heart. But I want you to apply that to your life. I want you to apply that to your life. Not just on Sunday, but daily. See, a lot of times we say, I'm good, I went to church. 
You know, I talked to people. I saw a guy the other day. He'd been telling me for a year and a half he's coming. I said, okay. Got to get into it. Get into what? I tell you what, if you're married, you go back and tell your wife, say, I'm just trying to get into it. She's going to help you with that. You know? Let me help you with that. Just trying to get into it. You know? But you still love them right where they are. I said, door's always open, brother. Love to have you. We love them where they're at. So, but you can't pour out what you don't pour in. So what are we doing? I pray each week that we grab a hold of that right there. So Holy Spirit manifests the character of Christ in you and through you. Man, every day, not just on Sunday. Let's keep on rolling. Meet God in the divine moment. That small whisper and that subtle nudge. Man, maybe something God's showing you today. Maybe there's something that God's speaking to your heart today that you might need to do. That you might need to say, or you might just need to sit and, 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 and think about that. I pray every week, we pray over this message every week. And I, and I said, Lord, you know, Tim was praying, or he says, make it so much more than what man could ever make it. That's always our prayer. Make it so big that it just swallows you up in the grace and the love of God. And something transforms in you to be more like Jesus. That's what the Word of God will do. That's what hope does. That's what love does. Amen? So meet with God in that divine moment. That small whisper, that subtle little nudge. What is he showing us today? I said, don't miss a divine invitation to meet with the Lord. It can be that very moment that God speaks and transforms. Formation is, is unfolded. I said, the prayer is this. Clarity comes. Peace is delivered. And a touch of God brings healing to your body. And, and I don't want to leave any blessing on the table. Amen? I don't want to leave. I don't want to get to heaven because we know we're going to heaven if we've got a personal relationship with the Lord. But I hate to get there and say, man, you know, I had so much more for you. I had so much more for you. I don't, I don't know how all that's going to be. But I know one thing. If I have my, my, my heart, is if I take my last breath, I pray of taking my last breath of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that could be for a while. That could be later, you know, because I, I want to be around, right? But I'm going to tell you what. If I check out of here, celebrate, man. Celebrate. Not, oh, he's a nice guy. He knew Jesus. That's it. That's the whole thing. Well, how can he talk about that? Because he knew Jesus. Wow. Well, well, what about this? Because he's been with Jesus. Man, isn't that something? All the difference in the world when you know somebody's walking with Jesus. Does that mean that your life is perfect all the time? No. But I'm going to tell you what. Let's get back in the game with the endurance and let God continue to work the character of Christ in us. Amen. I want to read a few more things here. I said, you know, I said, I don't want to leave any blessing on the table. And I ask this question to you. Are you hungry for God? Really? Are you hungry for God? Have you ever asked yourself that? So how are we feeding on him? Are we, are we spending time in prayer, devotion time, studying his word? Do, do you look forward to worshiping the king of kings? The one who set you free, bought you out of bondage, that protects you and loves you and gives you everything you need. He supplies everything we need. I said in those intimate moments with God, I believe our character is shaped. Our boundaries are broadened. And our confidence has grown. Have you ever been praying and you know God's speaking to you? you ever been worshiping and you know God's presence is there? There's nothing you can't do, isn't it? When you feel, that, when you feel that, that touch and that tug of God in your life, and you say, man, I know God loves me. I love that song that we did today. Man, do you think about that through your day? A lot of times, well, this is going on, and we bring out the list of all the problems. But I'm going to tell you what, just like we learned on the first slide, those trials will cultivate your heart. So when God throws those seeds of blessing in there, they'll fall on good ground and they'll sprout up. You can't pour out what you don't pour in. Feed on the word of God. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. I must have really liked that slide, Tim. I'll go with that one. How about that? 
Here we go. Verse number four says, And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. I said, it really starts knowing the, with knowing the Father. We start to know ourselves better. The more we know God, listen to this. This is what he's showing me. The more I know God, the more I know about myself. You say, well, what do you mean? He lives in me. He's transforming me into his son, the image of his son. So the more I know about the Lord, the more I'll understand about who I really am. I'll understand my identity in Christ. I'll understand about the blessings that God has bought for me in you. Amen. So the more I study about God is the more he's revealing himself to me, the more he's revealing himself through me and the more that I'm seeing my life being transformed in the power and love of God. Amen. And when that happens, guess what? I can speak to you and lift you up. I can encourage you over here, right? I can say, hey, you know what? This is what's going on. And it's all coming from the confidence of what Christ has poured in. Amen. You got to gotta feed on it, man. I love this stuff. Here we go. Trusting in him shows us more about ourselves. That's where I'm jumping in already. I said, you know, God loves to reveal who you are in him. You ever notice that? God does good. You know, there's another, there's another problem with you. There's, you know what? There's another spot right there. You know what? What did he say? He said, it's finished. He's constantly speaking to our hearts to get our eyes off that, to get our eyes on him. Does that make sense? You know, I've never had, because what does he say in my favorite verse? Romans 8, uh, chapter 1. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So God's not condemning. He's saying, hey, look up. Look to me. Look to me. Look what I got for you. This is how much I love you. This is what's going on. This is what I bought for you. This is what I've done for you. These are the blessings that I have for you. But so many times we look at the problem as the problem solver. And I realize that sometimes that's just easier to do. But we've got to walk by faith, right? Not by sight. That's why a church family is a beautiful thing. Are they disjointed? Anybody got a disjointed family? Yeah. If you got a family, you got everybody's not just perfect. And, and, and if you think it is, you might want to ask them because they might say, well, we were going to talk to you about that, right? But they're going to love you. They're going to keep on going. And that's the same with the body of Christ. That's why I don't like attacking anything. I don't always agree with everything that everybody else is doing. They probably don't agree with what we're doing. But I'm going to tell you what. We're going to go by the manual. We're going to go by God's stuff. We're going to go by God's word. And we're going to ask God to help us to, to walk this thing out the very best we can. And when we miss it, we're going to say, Lord, help us to, to get back on track. I want to be in the will of God. I want to walk the ways of God. And there's times that, you know what, anybody ever stumble? Anybody ever trip over something? That's when your brother says, hey, man, come on. Come on. I talked to my buddy right here. And, and we talk, we talk a lot at, the, at times. We some days go by, some days go by, and you got that friend you just call, and it's like, man, I just talked to him yesterday. I appreciate that. He don't even realize what he spoke to my life about a year ago. And he was telling me about how God was working in his life, and God did this, and God did this, and God did this. And I thought that's great. And he, and he come to the point, I don't even remember if you remember this, Kurt or not. He said, brother. I can't do nothing about the past. But I can live in the future what he's done for me. He said, I, I can't undo things. You ever wish you could undo things? If you could go back, you'd probably mess it up even worse. But he showed me, keep looking to the Lord. Have confidence in what he's done for you. Keep going. Man, I appreciate that. And you know what? You know how he did it? He was just telling his story. 
He was just so overflowing with what God had done in his life and continues to do in his life. It's just, I'm just like, I'm just getting caught in a blessing. I'm going, man, you know, you ever had the perfect phone call at the perfect time? I appreciate you, brother. Let me tell you, it's amazing. And not just him, many folks. But when I look up and I see him smiling there, I send him a note this morning. I said, man, I just miss you. Poof. I said, I just miss you. And I thought about that when we're going through that. You know, sometimes somebody can speak into your life and give you that confidence that you need for the next step. And all you really need maybe is just that next step. Just that next step. I pray that something you hear today gives you that next step in the Lord. Amen. Just gives you a little bit more in what God's doing. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and, and share something with you guys. Tim, I'm going to ask you to pull that clip up. We've got a few minutes. I shared this a, a long time ago. And I don't think uh, everybody that's here now was here then. And I want, you to, I want you to take a look at this clip. Because I really believe it's, it's, it's going to work into this message so good. You know, sometimes we think we just got so much going on. But God can chisel those things out of our life. And leave us with that beautiful masterpiece of his son. So I want you to take a look at this. And, and then, uh, you know, we're just going to come back up and just praise the Lord. Does that sound okay? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Thank you. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship. That we're, in essence, his masterpiece. I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I don't see a masterpiece, you know. Maybe a, a Picasso, you know. But I want to be a masterpiece. I want to be everything that God has created me to be. And so I go to him in prayer and I say, God, do whatever it takes to, to get things out of my life that don't need to be there. Mold me the, the image of your son so I can be your master. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you're just the person here and so forth. So, okay, okay. Now, if you're God, then make it snow here. No, if I made it snow here, it'd be kind of yucky and I really don't want to do this. See, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. Yes, I do. It's a great word. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. If you're God, what does Lamentations 15 9 say? Lamentations is a very short book. It only has five chapters. Why is it so short? I was talking about lamenting. Now, if you're God, who's going to win the World Series this year? You know what? I'm not so much in the playing games. Why are you so much in the playing games? You are God. Okay, but what? You answered my question with a question. I did? <laughs> yep, I did that. No, I did <laughs> yeah, so that. Here we go. Okay. Right. Hey, um, well, what's this about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make them in my original masterpiece. Oh, okay. All right. Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then I need 
looking to the Lord always, both from you and others, you can say, my son, here we go. Okay, hold on. Uh, don't take this the wrong way. It's just that when I start looking more like your son, uh, people get uncomfortable around me. You know, I mean, even my friends at the church, they're all like, oh, you're holding it now. Why would you do that? You know, I mean, not much you're doing right now is you're to play God in your years of your life and you're going to be God over your whole life. I did not say that. Yes, it is. It's hard to talk to you. I mean, you know everything I'm thinking. I'm just saying, it doesn't work. Maybe we'll take a little break, a little time out, and we'll come back to it. What you're doing right now is so common. What you're doing right now is called control. You want to control things in your life or kind of chisel control? Chisel control? No, no, chisel! Can you choose the wrong one? That's called control. Okay. We've been on this for a long time. You ready for this? Ah, it hurts. It hurts me more than it hurts you. Ah, I don't think you understand this, okay? I'm talking about man and all about things. I said my son died on the cross for paying for sin, but I was looking for another reason to give him freedom. You know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are the things in your life, you even think back to high school, that you've been doing that do not work in your life, but you go to these empty wells whenever you're hurting, when you're angry, when you're lonely and tired, but they do not work. No, no, okay, okay. I'm um, thinking maybe. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, but what another way? Okay, well, look, I can't be good. I made you good. Be good. This is a page from, from a journal I had when I was younger. How'd you get 
give me your masterpiece and use me to do great things. I don't see how it's possible. No, all that I am. So please do whatever it takes to make me what you want. I love you, God. I love you too, Tommy. I love you too much to leave you where you're at. So the salvation that you hold, don't let it be some sum of or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out every detail of your life. And don't compare yourself to someone else because that is just trivial nonsense. You are my original masterpiece. You are worth my workmanship and you are my favor. This, don't look at this as a prison, but look at this as a, a father disciplined his child. A father disciplined the ones he loves. I know but it's going to be tough. Yes, it will be tough. But you went into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you said yes to me. It's not how it works. I want you to do something. I want you to look up and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy? No, 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 no. The way you see yourself, where you appear so much for others to see you. The way I see you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. So are you. God doesn't make you something. You are an original masterpiece. Amen. Did you guys enjoy that? There were so many things that he said in there to just pull the message together. And he said, you know, I want you to look, I want you to look out there and say, you know, that I'm God's masterpiece. Can we say that? One, three, I want you to say, I'm God's masterpiece. One, two, three. I'm God's masterpiece. Now I want you to say it from your heart. One, two, three. I'm God's masterpiece. You know, I can tell you over and over. Somebody else could tell you over and over, but until you believe it, until you grab hold of it, it really doesn't sink in. So the truth will set you free, amen? But you got to know the truth, and the truth is, you're God's masterpiece. So friends, I tell you today, I know there'll be trials. I know that it's tough. We all have them. Test everything else. But I'm praying this, that through those times we see the greatness of God released in our life. Through those times, I pray that, you know what, we see some one of our brothers and sisters going through that we come alongside and we encourage them. You know? Did you catch one of the things he said? He said, God, I let you down so many times. Does that sound like you? Sounds like me. And the actor said, standing in being God, he says, you were never holding me up. You were never holding me up. Let me tell you something. We serve an amazing God. And He holds all things together. He holds our salvation. He knows the, 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 the first breath you'll take and the last breath you'll take. And it's all good. So I want you to think about this today. I want you to think about, yeah, I know there's going to be trials and, and, and things. But each time that we're faced with something, I believe it's a divine invitation to respond and say, yes, God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today and I thank you for the message. And, and I pray, you know, through all the things that we do 
that, uh, you know, that they just get pushed to the side and Lord, you see, they see you. That's what it's about, that they see you. And so if there's anyone here today and they say, man, you know, I, I feel like that, that guy in the skit, man, I feel like I've let you down. Well, you know what? God says, it's okay. So if you're here today and you never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your day. Call on the name of the Lord. If you're here today and you say, man, I've just blown it so many times. It's okay. It's a new day. It's a fresh start. It's a big God we serve. Amen. So if that's your prayer today, I pray you pray it from the depth of your heart. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, I'm trusting the finished work of the cross. And if you're here today and you say, man, I, that, that just spoke to my heart. There's so many things I need to do and change and this and that. You know what? God's not going to let you go. God's going to hold you. He's going to love you. And we're going to do our best to do the very same. We're going to come walk with you and we're going to pray for you. And you do the same for each one here. Father God, I thank you for the day. I thank you for the message. I thank you that, you know what, we have confident hope in you that the work is finished in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I, I pray right now for healing to our family and friends. Maybe for those who are not even here, I pray for relationships to grow and, and just be, be just, just pruned and, and grow out of that foundation of Christ. I pray for our children. I pray for our families. I pray for, for our whole community, Lord. Wherever we touch our feet to this ground, that we be the light of the Lord Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.